episode 129, The Coach versus the Critic in your head. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So happy you're here. I hope you have some beautiful fall weather and that things are hopefully going well for you. I know fall gets really busy with all the sports and all the things happening. We are no different. Our life seems to be going exponentially faster. I'm not really sure why. I have less kids at home, but it still seems to be moving at such a rapid pace. So to all you that are just on that busy train, hang in there. I like to switch the word busy to full. I'm like, I live a very full life right now. And then it feels more like I'm choosing it instead of that, like somehow my life is just running away with me. So that's a little pro tip. I use the word full often. <laughs> People will say to me, are you living a full life? <laughs> Cause I've said it so much. So yeah. Um, and I, just for anyone that was contemplating doing the incline your life retreat, it will, the registration will close this week. So make sure if you were on the fence, just do it. It's only $49 unless you're already a team holiday member. But if you're not so cheap, we're going to do the incline. We're going to learn to demo and prepare delicious food. That is basically the new framework that I'm rolling out for team elevate, just how to basically just follow some simple breakfast, lunch, and dinner and how to pop them in. And we're going to have rest. We'll have recipes that will match that. And then we'll be talking a lot about coaching and teaching and, how to really get to our comprehensive, healthy self. And that's the next thing that I'll be talking about at the retreat too, is that I'm going to have an ambassador program. And so I thought a lot about this, but there's, you know, as moms, we watch our kids perform in sports. I love it. And I love watching my kids. It's like one of my favorite things to do is watch them put themselves out there on the playing field, on the court, on the track, wherever they're at. I love seeing them do that. And I love what it teaches them. I love how it expands them. It really helps them grow. And I want to offer that to moms. I really want to help moms see that, you know, moms that like to move and like to exercise, that we don't have to stop progressing. We don't have to stop putting ourselves out there on the field, in the arena, in the court, whatever that is, just because we're moms. I mean, granted, we're busy, but I want to help moms be like, I'm going to help find my comprehensive, healthy self. I'm going to go out there. I'm still going to raise. I'm going to figure out how to put the food in so that it can help nourish me. I'm going to work on my mind. And I also like to look at it this way that we are very busy or very full moms. And I like to figure out little hacks to make it work faster for us because we don't have a lot of extra time. And so learning how to put the food in, I really think helps accelerate how we perform working with our mind, we can kind of quiet our mind and really work or have our mind work with us, which helps because we don't have a lot of extra time. So I have a lot of things that I want to come here and help. And I'm going to train you and teach you and you get to represent Cami Banks Coaching as your ambassador. So I will let everyone know about that at the retreat. And it's going to be so exciting. I have all of our kits and all of our merchandise is all getting out. So that'll be fun because we can, when you become an ambassador, you can represent the team and I think just letting 
it will be such a gift to moms to know that there's still a place for us moms. Like we are going to be moms, but we still have a way to continue to grow and evolve and elevate our lives. And that's, that's what I want to offer. So that will be happening and hope everyone else is doing well. I hope that you're in wherever your neck ear woods, you are finding, if it's just one area of your life that you can work on one area of your life where it can get one step better, 1% better. That's what I offer because otherwise it feels like we're kind of stuck in the rat race, right? We're <laughs> we're on the hamster wheel spinning around, not going anywhere. And I want to I want to encourage you that there is places to go that we can, even in this full life that we live as moms, that we can take a step forward, that there is progress for us. And that feels so exciting. That feels like we're still accomplishing things and that we still have movement. And deep down, we all want that. We are all we are all here to evolve and continue to grow. So when we feel like we're not, we have a cognitive dissonance. And I want to help us see that we can do that. So it's going to lead me lead us into what we're talking about today. And I've noticed this a lot as I've observed things. I've noticed a lot in my own self. And so when I do this, I really like to bring it to you. But I offer you the question: Are you listening to the inner critic or the inner coach in your head? So the critic versus the coach in the head, right? Who wins? Sometimes it's like the angel and the devil in your head, right? But we're going to talk about it being the coach and the critic. And I'm going to just give you this example so you can kind of start picturing this. But we were at a switchbacks game a couple of weeks ago and it was really cold and it was rain, like a drizzle rain the whole time. So the stands were kind of full, but not, not all the way. And then as the night went on, as it kept raining more and more people would leave. <laughs> so not the ones that were the loudest critics though. So we were about seven or eight rows up from the opposing team. And the people that really loud critics in front of us were, they were only like two rows ahead of us. They were closer to the team and they were the loudest critics. They were yelling at the coach and they were trying to be like, whatever his name was, they're like, I know you can hear me and you should be at a retirement center years old. He wasn't really like a young coach, but maybe a, a little older coach. And then they would be yelling at the players being like, why are you on the bench? You're not good enough. Like, are you trying to help coach, but you can't go on the field? And they were just, they kept yelling. And then as the night went on, they're like, you need to go home. I never want to live. I think they're from Kansas. Or Wisconsin. I can't remember where they were from. They're like, I would hate to live where you are. This is Colorado Springs is so much better. And they just like, as, and then they kept drinking and they got louder and louder. And, you know, no one turned around from the team, the coaches, no one turned around and said anything to them, but they kept yelling and yelling and yelling. And I was like, wow, I've never heard critics in the stands be this loud, but they were loud. And so it helped me when, when I was thinking about this, when I'm talking about the critics versus the coach, um, the players ended up. I think they must have listened to their coach. They won. They beat our team, the switchbacks team. They won. And after the game, the coach went out and talked to the players. The only ones that really were talked back to the critics was a few of the players on the sidelines that didn't really go in that must have listened to what the critics were saying more. And they like kind of got in a banter back and forth. They were yelling at each other, swearing, swearing at each other. And then, you know, the player ended up going on the field and just joined his team. But I thought about that a lot because I listened to the Audible. It's called The New Playlist by John Acuff and his daughters. And he, there's this soundtrack in there that he, he's had seven soundtracks to help us listen to him. And it's kind of set up for youth. So 
Johnny Cuff wrote the book Soundtracks, but him and his daughter wrote the new playlist so that if the youth wanted to hear it and it's a little, um, it's shorter versions, it's kind of dialed down just to youth. But one of the soundtracks in there is people in the game always get criticized by people in the stands. So I was thinking about that and I was like, yep, that team was definitely getting criticized from people in the stands as they were actually out on the field. And it's true that when we're going to stand out and we're going to do something more so than just being the critic, right? When we get in the arena, we're going to get criticized. People are going to say things to us, but that that's part of it, that that's us being brave, that we're brave enough to show up and do something besides just not have enough courage, right? Just to stay in the stands. We, we, want, to, we want to have intentionality in our life and we're going to move forward and be on the stand and in the arena, on the field on the court, whatever we're talking about. Right. And so as I pulled that back to ourselves, I was like, that's interesting because the critics were not being nice at all. (laughs) But you think about the team, the one, the coach was still coaching them to do make the best plays and to keep moving forward, even in this kind of crappy weather. And when they were, you know, they weren't obviously the home team and they still pulled through. So I posed the question to you in our head, are we listening to the coach are we listening to that critic that's super loud and doesn't usually have anything nice to say? And you think about that critic in our head. Sometimes it's called the ego, but I often like to think of it maybe as just like the fear, like, you know, the ego gets fearful, but it tries to cover it up. But if we have fear, that doesn't take any effort when the critics are saying stuff. It doesn't, they're just sitting there, they're drinking, they're yelling stuff. It doesn't take effort to do that. But when we think about being courageous, listening to the coach, doing something that's a little more challenging, that takes effort. That's what I was saying. That takes intentionality. And that's where I want to help us go is that we have to first start. The first thing we have to do is start with awareness of noticing what's happening in our head. Oftentimes, we don't even separate the critic from the coach. We don't even know who's talking to us. And the thing is, we don't have to believe everything that we hear. And we often hear that critic It sounds like us (laughs) because we've heard that same soundtrack over and over and over again. Like you can't do this or, you know, my son's playing tennis and, you know, you miss your first serve and then you're like, oh, you probably can't do the second serve. You know, that critic in your head is saying that. And you want to hear that that's there, but realize that even though it sounds like you and it sounds so trustworthy because it sounds like you, it is just a thought. And often you don't have to listen to that. And that's why I want us to separate that the coach that's there in our head or the critic that's there in our head, which one do we want to choose to listen to? And we're going to have to choose to purposely find that coach voice because otherwise we're going to hear that critic voice and that critic voice that sounds like us. So when we hear that critic voice, we have to be like, oh, that's not necessarily us. In in the book, the playlist, they were saying that when you hear that inner critic, change every time you hear that change it to like an accent with it right so like if you can change the alexa you can change it and she can have accents or whatever she can do and then it sounds weird you're like what right so if every time that critic was in your head and it's like you know you're playing tennis and it's like you can't get the second serve you like change it and like sound like someone else in your head you would be like i'm not gonna listen to that voice that's the weirdest voice ever but when we think it's our own voice that's what makes it so easy you know but as we become more aware that's the biggest thing that I can offer to someone is that that critics that's there. And then we can often be like, oh, you know, people say to me all the time, they're like, the coach, you're, you're in my head. So like the coach, coach's voice is in your head. You know, I'm a coach, I'm a triathlon coach, I'm a wife. And 
weight coach for people. So they're like, you were in my head when I was like debating what I should do. And that makes me so happy because I think they're saying there's a voice in their head, encouraging them, like asking them to be aware, like really do you, what do you want to believe? Like those kind of things. And so, and I do that to my own self. Like I have a lot of coaches. I have my own triathlon coach, my business coach. I have a life coach. I have all these people. So I hear that critic in my head, which is super loud. And it's a super familiar voice. And I could listen to that. And oftentimes I don't even know I'm listening to it. I just realize that when I'm feeling doubtful or feeling fear or feeling all those yucky feelings that I've been listening to the critic. And then I have to go and just think about this for a minute. I just have to be like, do I want, is the way I'm feeling the way I want to keep moving forward? And then I have to start going back and start remembering like what my coaches have taught me. How do I want to be intentional? Where do I really want to be moving? You know, what direction do I want to move in? I have to ask myself those questions. So after we're aware, it oftentimes, you know, we don't know, we're aware after the fact, after we're feeling that. But once we start feeling something, that's when I say, okay, let's, let's figure this out. So when we know there's a critic and a coach, we're aware that that happens. And then um, I'm listening to the confident mind right now. And so if we, we're going to just name like fear, right? We're going to say that critic is bringing fear into our life, which fear is never a good advisor, just so you know. So when fear's there and we tend to listen to it, it's not, doesn't have our best intentions in mind. And so we need to listen, like fear's never going to be taking us to like the higher ground and never going to be elevating, elevating us. So we think fear, but let's, let's name like the coach in our head. Let's, let's talk about him. as like, courage, right? Like this coach, you know, and even as I'm a coach, like I'm trying to encourage my athletes. I'm trying to help them see it in a new way, bring perspective, bring awareness to be like, how can we be curious? And so let's think of the the coach as courage, right? That we want to keep moving forward. So we're going to keep showing up. And in the confident mind, there's a quote that he quotes in there from Lieutenant Jones, and Zagi, he said, courage is not the absence of fear, but the proper action in the presence of fear. So it's not like we're going to be able to just eliminate that critic in our head. If you go, you know, to the soccer game, like you don't get to eliminate the people in the stands. Those are the people that come and watch. <laughs> it's the price of admission to be on the court, right? Or in the field or wherever you're at is that people are going to come watch. But the thing is, we can learn to turn down that dial. We can learn to not hear that critic is loud and decide what we're going to do since they're there. (laughs) Since the critic is there, how are we going to listen to courage? And how are we going to, what actions are we going to take? If we're going to know that fear will be there, but we're still going to listen to the coach, we're still going to listen to that intentionally choose to move forward. How, what does that look like? And those are the actions that we're going to take. And that's what he was saying here. And later on in the book, they talk about that. um, You can never defeat fear, but you can compete with it. Meaning that you can keep moving forward, even though fear is there, even though the critics there, but it's just because we're not listening to that. We are choosing higher we are choosing this courageous self. And I often say just in my own words is that fear can have a backseat, but courage is the one steering the car, right? And I think that's really important for us to hear because we have to first, like I've already said, we have to first be aware who's who we're letting drive the car. 
And oftentimes we're not aware of that until it's usually the actions that we don't want. Like I said, we're feeling, you know, we're feeling the fear in our life and that's taking over and we're letting fear be our advisor, meaning we're letting fear drive the car. And we, here's the thing here I want to say to you, as soon as we realize that, it's just the matter of turning that down. It's not a matter of getting mad at ourselves or saying we can't do this. And, that, and that's the thing that we will often hear. Well, fear will come so loud that it will be like, you can never do this. Or with me, with, with my training with Ironman, I'm like, I can never, I'm never going to be able to get to the finish line when I start, like more pain comes in my knee or with my Achilles. And I hear that coming in. And I know that that's the critic there. The critic is like, just tell me I can't do it. But when I pull back, I'm like, no, I can do this because I've been trying. I've been putting this work. And that's me being intentional. That's like the coach in my head saying like, you have put in so much work. You need to trust in yourself, bet on yourself. That's the voice that I want to listen to, right? I am creating that. I am now the one who's in charge, right? So it's like I become the direction. I'm the one who's now going to lead this. That's what I'm saying. Courage is in the driver's seat. So. It's super important that we do that and that we check in. And when we check in and we realize that fear has been driving and it's not courage, that like we're laced with all this doubt, then we just want to be like, okay, this is so great to know because at any point I have the ability to take direction. When I become aware, then I can take the direction, then I can move forward. And what I have found that really is helpful when we, like I first said, we find awareness. Then, second of all, we decide which place we're going to listen to or what we've been listening to, we simply start turning down that dial of the critic and we start turning up the coach, right? But what helps us turn up that coach's voice? And we have to think about what do we really want, right? And that's where desire comes in, right? Desire, I've heard said, is a vector, which a vector is just um, a compass or a direction. And it leads us to where we want to go. So we have to check back in and just be like, where is the desire, right? It's the vector that it's the direction that I want to head. It's really like pushing me forward because other times, otherwise the resistance or that doubt or that fear is going to push us. It's going to keep us stuck. So I like to think of it as desires pulling us forward. It's working with us. That's listening to the coach and realize that we're evolving and let that desire drive us forward versus that resistance. That's just going to come like wind's just going to come and doubt's just going to come. And we do, if we just let us push us back, that's just letting it happen. And so we have to go with that vector, but the desire is a great thing because that is us tapping into why we're here. And in the inner, it's called the inner game of tennis, which my son's is reading and I've been reading it as well. It's really good. It's kind of an older book, but it's by Timothy Galloway. I believe that's his name. It says players of the inner game uncover a will to win, which unlocks all his energy and which is never discouraged by losing. Meaning, and he goes on to explain that there's so many, we have to start unlearning habits that interfere with our um, intuitive capabilities. So we have to start seeing that this inner game when we tap into this will to win, basically this will to evolve, this will to really elevate, that then that energy comes with us. And then that's when we're listening to the coach. That's when we can tap into like what we truly have into our truest self, into really all the capabilities that we do have. And another soundtrack inside of John Acuff's new book is that we're more capable than, capable than we think we are. 
But that's us listening to the coach that we have, that we are more capable than we think we are. Because oftentimes we think we're less capable. But when we tap into this will to win, this will to really start to, to become our best self, we have all that extra energy to come with us. And that's how we can turn up that dial and quiet down that inner critic. And you know how they say, you need, you've heard that quote, I'm my worst and I'm my worst enemy, my own enemy, right? Like, so I'm the worst critic in my head, which is good and bad news because if we're our worst enemy, our almost worst enemy, then we can work on quieting that and then know that the, any other person that's going to criticize us is never worse than what we're even doing ourselves and that we're the voice that we really listen to. So when we change that dial and we start listening to this voice that's actually helping us, then the sky's the limit for us, right? Then we listen to this coach that really wants the best for us. I mean, I know whoever I coach, I want the best for them. And I want to help assist them in that. I want to help aid them in that. And that's what the coach will do for you. So I really want you, as you go through this week, is to, even if it's nothing else, inside just getting awareness of how loud that critic is in your head. And start noticing that coach when it comes out and start realizing, how can I start really grasping onto that voice that's the coach's voice? Like, how do I really create that and have that be louder than the critic's voice? Is start realizing, what do I want? And this coach is trying to help me get what I want. And I need to encourage that. I need to tap into that because then the energy comes with me. And when I notice, you know, the fears there, that's the critic or the doubts there, that that's the resistance to that. And nothing's wrong with that. But I definitely have the tools to compete with fear. I won't defend it. Like it's never going to go all the way away. It's not a switch, but it's a dial to turn down. And I know that that's possible. I know that it's a constant process. It's, it's really about being, having an intentionality and choosing. And when we realize that we've listened to the critic, it got really loud. All we have to do is just be like, I listened to it this time. I'm going to turn it down. I'm going to turn up that coach's voice. And then I'm going to go, go after what I want. And I do that on a constant basis. So I hope that you guys can try that, that you can figure out just a little bit this week. And once awareness happens, then we can go to the next step. And the next step is like really trying to pull that coach's voice out, right? Really knowing that we're worth it. Really knowing that we have capabilities that are possible and that we are out on the playing field, that we are trying to do something. So of course, that critic in our head is trying to tell us not to. Because that's free to do. It's free to be critical, right? But coaching and finding that takes effort. And I know you can do it. And I would love for you to tell me how it goes. And if you're inside Team Elevate, then you do have my coaching voice inside your head. If not, you can come in or you can get, get on to kemibanks.com or you can get on my Instagram and talk to me a little bit more about that. But that's, I want to help people find that coach voice because I know it's made such a difference to me. And I'll be back next week. See you later. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. 
The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you're interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.